0: Well, welcome everyone to celebrating life Good Friday service. We get to do this online, and which is a great treat, but also a privilege. So I also want to welcome our brothers, Bishop Dana Duryea, Bishop Robert Bearden, and also our sisters, Reverend Barbara Rose Billings and Reverend Kathy Bumbley, for being with us tonight as we celebrate Good Friday service. So welcome everyone. Thank, Thank you, Padre.
1: Thank you, Padre. Thank
2: you, Padre.
0: You're welcome. The whole point of, I call it, disservice, which I think we have each and every day because it strengthens our relationship with Christ, with our Creator, and we're honoring this day because what Jesus has done almost 2,000 years ago. And we will partake of bread and wine today as a celebration in honor of the one who's called us into relationship, but also it extends to our, our families, our friends, our community, our nation, this world. And we're all a part of becoming one in the Spirit as we draw together, breathe the same breath, the holy breath of God, and and just put our attention towards what Jesus has done for us. So like every opportunity with Celebrating Life, we love to start our programs, events with prayer. So could I ask Reverend Barbara Rose to offer an opening prayer for all of us?
1: Yes, thank you, Padre. This morning I was able to be online with the Good Friday liturgy with Pope Francis in St. Peter's Vatican Cathedral with very few people there with him.
3: Oh, sure. He
1: began by prostrating himself in front of the altar. It was so moving could mm, just wow. feel the level of the silent prayer he was praying. Yeah. So I invite all of us now to place our hands, one or both hands on our hearts and do an inner gesture of prostration as we bow our heads and offer a silent prayer of personal surrender to God with Jesus on this day when we celebrate his passion and death. And we feel like we're all in one place praying together, he said, where two or more are gathered in my name, I am with you. In my meditation this morning, I asked Jesus what prayer he wanted me to offer as an invitation into the Paschal Mystery for us today. And he reminded me that he was a Jew. And during his passion, he prayed several of the psalms which he had prayed during Passover with his apostles the night before his death. He told me he had memorized these psalms and he prayed them day and night for a lot of his life. So he directed me to open my Bible to Psalms 113 and 117 and he chose the passages for us to hear today. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name we give glory. Because of your kindness, Because of your truth and because of your fidelity that endure forever, we give you glory. How shall I make a return to the Lord for all the good that has been done to me? Ah, I will take up the cup of salvation and I will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of God's people. Precious in the eyes of the Lord, is the death of the faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your handmaid. You have loosed my bonds. To you will I offer sacrifice of thanksgiving. And I will call upon your name all the days of my life. My vows to the Lord I will pay in the presence of all God's people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Lord is God, and God has given us light. Join a procession with leafy boughs up to the sacred altar and pray, you are my God, And I give thanks to you. Oh, my God, I extol you. I give thanks to you for your kindness and your love endure forever. Amen.
0: Amen. So be it. Those are two beautiful psalms. And I can just hear our master praying those prayers, decreeing those prayers. But Psalm 16, there's a song That comes from Psalm 16 is lift up all the praise. Not to us, but to your name. We lift up all the praise. And that, as you were reading it, I was singing it in my my heart because one of my favorite ones, and it's one that I can actually shout out (laughs) because I just want to give God all the praise, the honor, and the glory for what he has done for us and in us and through us. And it's during this holy time, this Lent the holy season that we really do participate in the sufferings of Christ it's really interesting what I just found out in reading one of these articles about quarantine remember we're in this quarantine so to speak in our homes and can't go to work some of us actually in Hebrew the word quarantine means 40 days Mm. and isn't it amazing that lent is 40 days and so I always say what happens in the natural happens in the supernatural so this really does, for me, shed a light on our, our, what we're being asked to do. In his essence, being quarantined with God, to God, that we can actually hear his voice, that we actually can prepare the way for what we're dis- not discovering, what we're about to receive again today, the body and the blood of Christ, what he has done from the cross to actually liberate us so we actually do have access to heaven. You know, the God that I know, you know, that we have a stronger relationship with. Today, we're going to actually have a flow in this. And for those who've been on retreat with us, we usually celebrate communion, part of the mass, so to speak. And within that, there is that flow. And so we'll have sharings. We'll have songs by Kathy Bumbalay. We'll have readings from the scripture and then also we'll do the elements of the, the bread, the wine in celebration, And but also for the healing. Because to me this represents, especially Good Friday, it's what Jesus did for us, that we actually have access to all healings, whether it's a physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, whatever your need might be because of what Jesus has done. He took the walk of his own death in order to rise above any obstacle any fear any depression and really allow the holy spirit then to become our our healer our reconciler our abundance so this today we're going to celebrate as we look back on our own lives and again what i've said in our community would always say is put your need on the altar and so today we're going to put our need on the altar of love and allow love to heal and to restore which is pretty amazing just want to ask my brother, Bishop Bobby, today is Good Friday. What does that mean to you in your spiritual walk?
3: Good Friday is a celebration of consciousness at the highest level, where an offering of the body is given to higher consciousness. So even as Jesus was on the cross, he was able to illuminate the life of God, for the good thief who was next to him, and to witness the the lower reality of the other thief next to him, and in both cases, he used himself as a vehicle for their journey of consciousness, and the good thief was automatically released of all the limitation of the world, and the other was given witness to where he was in his journey. And it just tells me so much that God loves us at such a deep level that no opportunity will be wasted for salvation. No opportunity Mm. will be wasted to help us see ourselves fully and completely, the unconscious and the conscious, and that the supernatural will open for any of us, whenever we ask and whenever we're ready. And also, it was a beautiful moment of humility because the good thief could see that when he spoke up for his brother Jesus on the cross, when he spoke up for him, he became his angel, in a sense, his earth angel, and helped to send him off this world So he, he too, was not alone in his agony, and he, too, was not alone in his journey, because we often think that we walk alone, you know, our suffering can be very intense, and we think that we're alone, but the reality is the entire universe is created out of oneness, so it's never possible that we walk alone, so... It was just another example, to to even to his mother who was there and and his brother who was there and and others, that this man was so beloved that even on the cross, even when humanity was condemning him, there was someone there who was blessing him and was with him. So it's just a supernatural response of showing reconciliation at the most intimate humble level Well, wow,
0: that's profound bobby what you're stating is really the, the exact truth what the scriptures talks about of the two thieves on the cross and one was enlightened use that word became aware of his own air sinfulness the other was still bitter and but yet christ witnessed both of them and if we look at our own lives we've been both of those gentlemen's or women's however you want to look at that but it really is about the witnessing going on that we take everything and put it on the altar love and that's what christ gave us was his love for us regardless of where we are where we stand today i just love that bobby thank you so much bishop dana what is your feeling on good friday
2: well, I was very happy, Padre, that you asked me to, to think on that, so I've been reviewing my life and I can remember when I was a kid and my parents used to take me to church on Good Friday. I didn't understand why everybody was so upset. You know, it was a somber day, it was a dark day, they put a dark shroud up on the cross in front of, Methodists. Methodist, they just had a cross, and they had a figure of Jesus on it. And, but I didn't get it because even as a little child, nobody told me the whole story of Jesus, but I knew he was alive. He was my buddy. That's how I felt. Not my friend, but my buddy. I I think as I grew older, I I pushed, I pushed not him, but I pushed the beliefs that I'm supposed to have about him away because I didn't agree. I was so happy that he'd been here and that he was still here. So as I got older, I began to identify more with Jesus in his his work and his path. I always felt really close to what he had to do. And it made me think about it as a man who lived in very difficult times, and he always seemed to be walking in between the raindrops, never afraid to be himself. So there was oppression. His family got him away from being killed by, by anybody when he was young. Then as he... Taught and spoke through towns. There's so many ways that conflict could have come up, but he was always not in the middle of it. When he had to, and he had to speak truth to power or the Pharisees. And why wouldn't God let me heal this man on the Sabbath? Do you think God takes a day off from from <laughs> healing or love? Uh, it was like, wow, I love that. He was empowerment all the time. And then as we focused on you coming to the Good Friday, I began to witness again different people's views of the offering of. The bread and the wine, what I saw him realizing is I have to face something that I know is part of my path.
1: Mm. And first of
2: all, I want to acknowledge all of my loved ones. I want to let them know that I am walking the path I've tried to t- teach you. Like I've always seen Jesus as my teacher. Yeah. I don't r- really understand the word Savior, but I do understand the word teacher, and I bow to him as my teacher all the time. And I could see how he was trying to get each of- one of them to see in their own way. What it was he tried to show them, saying, this is the last I can speak to you about this. Please keep those teachings in your heart and live them, including turning to Judas and saying, I love you and I forgive you, brother. I know that you have a different way. I know that you don't understand the teachings and you'd rather have me be a fighter for the freedom of our people instead of a freedom from conditions of the body and of the mind. I'm trying to show you a way to the original space of God, but just being a free people doesn't get you close to God. It just gives you more carrying power on your credit card or something, but you know, and (laughs) then finally, you know, and that he could let him go and even told him, you know, go do your job. This is part of what you have to do, knowing what he had to do. And then in the garden, when he cried, that's where Jesus has taught me the most, because I think all of us face or come to a time when we have to face our biggest fear. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, just like all of us, had something very hard finally that he had to face. And like all of us, he was crying, he was afraid, he was talking, he was pleading, he was begging, he did a lot of different things and came to that awareness of the truth that he had to go through this thing that he promised himself he would do. He promised God he would do. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a great reflection of our times. All of us are facing a fear in these times, a fear of the loss of family, of fear of our loss of our own death to an illness, the fear of the loss of income, or maybe the way of living after this, so it's going to change. And we all have some kind of terror. And I think he gave the greatest example of not putting so much power into it. He called it a time of prayer. He asked everybody to hold space for him. He went in and he said his piece. But he also understood, and that being said, I will drink from the cup. And then he just went forward and did what exactly what Bob, Bobby said. He stayed in the highest level of himself through the hardest time anyone could imagine going through. And that's always been an example to me of who I need to be as I go through my life. So I take this day as a day of facing your fears and deciding to choose where do you want to put your alignment. And once you make that alignment, you're carried. God's there because that's that's the only place that can, you can be supported in this is through God's will like that. So I look at this day as a day of great surrender, the day of commitment, and the day of then to move forward forever in listening.
0: That's beautiful, Dana. you talking about the Last Supper when Jesus fed his brothers, his family, and even in that contents of everybody wanted to be close to Jesus because he was – they – recognize him as healer king of the jews that's what they wanted you know they were looking for because that was the prophetic word coming forth over the centuries and so they had him in their midst but yet when he was taken away after the garden of Gethsemane, the soldiers came to take him away and when they arrested jesus to walk the walk for as part of his what he was being called to do his destiny go to the cross even Peter who was his best friend or closest of the apostles denied him 3 times here they were arguing who was going to be close to him in heaven when he when they went to heaven and then Peter denied him 3 times and it's like we can be so close to people but yet when fear comes in like a pandemic we we react first in our mind instead of our hearts and because it said after Peter denied Jesus three times and the cock crowed, which is so symbolic of our own. It's like the wake-up call. oh, Jesus even predicted this. You would deny me three times. So we know in our hearts what God is being asked of, the Holy Spirit is asking each of us to do, whether it's this time today, tomorrow, next week, next month, regardless of the circumstances, whether we lost our job, we need money, we need food, whatever that need is, we need a physical healing, Everything is being broken down into two symbolic, the bread, what we have in our hands, the wine, the, the life force in us. So as we celebrate today, Good Friday, these are beautiful contents of putting the spiritual principles into action. So Barbara Rose, what what has changed you in your spiritual awakening to how you see Jesus' death on the cross for you today?
1: Well, it's very different from what I grew up with. I, yeah. I had a difficult time, sort of like what Dana said, I could never understand the sadness. And I think naturally I wanted to avoid the pain and the suffering and the death. So what I attached to most of my years when I was younger were the the pieces of the scenes from the Gospels that I could identify with. And first it was those that helped Jesus along the way. Simon, who was asked to carry the cross with
0: Jesus. oh yes yes
1: and then Veronica who risked herself going up and putting her her veil on his face and getting the print of his face on it yes. and then the three women at the cross I would year after year when I meditated on this or on retreats I would be with the women standing at the cross with the women and John you, and I loved yeah. when Jesus gave Mary to John and all of us through him to yes. be our mother to be his mother, and John Mm -hmm. to be Mary's son, and all of us to be Mary's sons and daughters. I could be really strong with that. I then felt the love of Jesus when he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And I would meditate with that a lot, and it really was very, very strong. But I have always had a difficult time with the spiritualities that people actually pray to suffer like Jesus or want to be on the cross with Jesus. That's just not anything that I've ever been able to to hook onto. And when I went to teach for the first time, I was just 21 years old and hadn't even finished my college. And one of the sisters was being reassigned to Los Angeles where somebody was sick. And I was pulled out of office, the office of February 11th, the Feast of Our Lady of Lord and told we're going to make a contribution to the ministry today. I'm taking you to St. Peter's. You're going to be teach, sec, teaching second grade. Be ready after lunch and you'll be met there and you're not to tell anybody. And the next day I was teaching 50 second graders, 57-year-olds. And I went wow. into the classroom and the sister left the bulletin board up on the front and it must have been close to Lent or the beginning of Lent, it was a crucifix with Jesus on it, and it said, Jesus died for your sins. And that was so hard for me to think of seventh grade, uh, second graders, seven-year-olds, seeing this picture. And that's the first thing I did. I didn't look at any preparation for any textbooks, but I ripped that off. I asked where they had paper for bulletin boards. I put a glorified cross-up, I put, something that I'm sure the seven-year-olds didn't understand either, through death <laughs> to glory. So through death to glory was where I was, but it wasn't where the seven-year-olds were. Yeah. And pretty much pretty much my whole life I, I have had difficulty with that piece of the suffering and death. Always grateful in the garden, praying with Jesus, Father, if it be possible, let this, Chalice passed from me, but not my will, but thine be done. I used that when I needed it. But I never connected. And it was very, very difficult. And for about six years in a row, I was in Brazil with my group during Holy Week and Easter. And one Good Friday, I love the Good Fridays down there, all of the Brazilians would come and they'd be penitent from, from their sins. And I, I love the reverence with which... They prayed on that day. It was beautiful. Yeah. And then one, one Holy Thursday, I had surgery. So I was in bed for 24 hours and couldn't read, couldn't do a scripture, couldn't do anything. And so on, on Good Friday, I said to Jesus, this, this is so difficult for me. I can't even imagine what it was like to be, for you to be up there. And I remember I was weeping, and I, didn't, I couldn't read. So it was a scripture that I knew inside of me. And I just said, what was it like for you? How could you put up with all that pain and suffering? I can't even bear to think about it. And he brought me inside of his heart. It was in Christ. And he said, will you come with me to the cross? Mm. And he showed me what was going on inside. And pretty much he said what Bobby and Dana said. He said, it's all about love. I and my father are one. I had this agreement. I would give my life out of love for my father and for all the people. Mm. And it was purely the agape love.
0: Yeah.
1: And I said, That's what about so the pain? Beautiful. And he said, I didn't feel the pain. I felt the love. Mm. Was like, oh, wow. So there was a, like a lifting up of his spirit beyond the body, even while he was there on the cross. Yes. And that's been my Good Friday since that time in Brazil several years ago.
0: That's beautiful because for the mothers, the fathers that are, are listening to this evening's talk, the idea is they would give up things for their children. They were sick. They would give something up in order to heal that. So there's this Agape love. We would say it could be painful because we take something away from us in order to give it to our children. That's the exchange that Jesus did for the cross for us, that we can have access into heaven and know that agape love that fulfills us, that takes us in. And to me, it's really Jesus knew his destiny, his purpose. And once we capture that. Once it's within our heart, you can't move a mountain. If somebody wanted me to do the opposite of what God has called me to do, I have this peace. And I said, I have to do this. And even though there might be suffering with it, but it's not because you have the peace of God. And that's what Jesus represented. He honored what the Father asked him to do out of obedience. And then it became joy. It became love. And it supersedes anything that we can actually Rationalize or feel in our bodies because now we're in a different consciousness, a different state. And to me, this is what our communion today is going to help us access for anything that's going on in our lives. That's mm-hmm. about coming home to the Father, to the Divine Mother, and all of us, beckoning us to come home to heaven, to our temple with this within us. It's all about Gethsemane. It's all about leading up to the cross. So, Dana, could you give the second reading, please? Yes,
2: these are from Hebrews 4:14 4, through 16 and Hebrews 5, 7-9. Brothers and sisters, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is enabled to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has similarly been tested in every way, yet without sin. So let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace for timely help. In the days when Christ was in the flesh, he offered prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And when he was made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. Christ became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed upon him the name which is above every other name. This is the word of the word. Thanks be to God.
0: Thanks be to God. I love that reading that Dana just spoke of because it really defines our Jesus relationship with the Father. And it said that he was obedient to death. And Dana and many of us, Bobby, talked about in our retreats, our West of Heaven, East of Heaven, is are we, are we willing to know when we're going to die? Are we going to face death? We all are. But really that fear of death can really shake us, rattle us, bring fear into our lives, or a death of a child, or your favorite pet. All these, because there's a final act here where they take their last breath. We take our last breath. But if we know that the Christed one that's within us, they will take, he will take, she will take us to that place where we're all one in this world, but then of the other. So it's in that that place of releasing, letting go, that let's offer up, I call it prayer request, our intentions for this service, this communion. And I'll start and then Bobby, you can go and then Dana, Barbara Rose and Kathy, just putting out a request that I have. And for me, it's for everyone listening to this phone call, to our families, to our communities, for this pandemic that's going on, that the Spirit of Christ will reveal Himself in the form of that adoring love, compassionate love, and that mercy for each of us to receive that peace of God that transcends
3: all understanding. Bobby? Beloved Lord Jesus, we call upon your heightened consciousness now to bless all people who are feeling very alone in isolation or in fear, that you penetrate into their heart and activate their heart at the highest level so that they know that they will never walk alone. They can never walk alone. Just as you on the cross did not walk alone, none of us walks alone in your glory and in your life. We say, Amen.
2: Amen. Dana? Holy Spirit, please provide for all those in quarantine across the world. Jesus, be among all those serving, working, and helping these people as all are facing the certainty of their own death, whether they heal or die. Be the teacher and lead them to God so that we all, as a population of beings, learn to come together and learn to rejoice that even in the hardest times we can find you.
0: Amen. Barbara Rose?
1: Let us pray for all Jews, the people first chosen to be God's own. May they be blessed with the fullness of freedom as they celebrate Passover. And let us pray for all on this call that what we receive from our prayer together today will become mirrored in what we go out and do for others, especially our families and communities. Kathy? Loving God, may all who are experiencing fear, especially those who are bound in state facilities such as prisons, care centers, and nursing homes, be enfolded in the most compassionate heart of Jesus and feel your mercy, love, and peace. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Now that we put all our intention for our request on the altar, if I could ask Bobby and for our audience to take the bread, the cracker, whatever, which form you have, as Bobby leads us in this
3: prayer. Jesus, you who became the holy communion for all eternity, we ask that you now appear in our hearts and in our homes to infuse your consciousness into this bread so that we may know true everlasting life. Make us your holy communion this day. Make us one with you in all your glory and your light. Make us the living bread so that we may completely surrender our lower consciousness at the altar and become exalted in this moment in your name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Please receive your host, Communion. when we offer up the wine or the water, whichever element you have, let's just, each of us, bless it, because Jesus, when he first held it, he first looked up to heaven and gave thanks to the Father. And we're going to give thanks to the Heavenly Father, the Heavenly Mother, for all the the gifts, the love, the appreciation for all of life, that we bless it, the Ruha, the holy breath of God. And it infuses it with God's love, God's light. And it's in that drinking of this element. In the Old Testament, it talked about there needed to be a blood sacrifice for the forgiveness of sin. But in this new covenant, Jesus died, shed his blood once and for all for everyone so that we actually have entrance into heaven and be be seated at the right hand of the Father, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and Mary. So as we partake in this beautiful wine this offering the blood that brings us into relationship with the divine creator of the universe let us receive the gift of healing of our body of our emotions of our lack in jesus name receive the blood of christ as we receive the body the blood Of our Savior of our King of our Creator it really is in this this special element this mystery that unfolds that we actually become a carrier of this light so whatever words we verbalize whatever we decree into the world today tomorrow next month next year will be an expression of heaven so my invitation to each of you is to find what God says is true for you That it's in the scriptures that says he will provide, he's your provider, he's your healer, he's your reconciler. So speak that into existence, whatever area that you're lacking in, speak the good into it. Decree the abundance, decree the love, the breaking of the chains of addiction. It's a powerful source of healing for all of us. But now we become the the spokesman for the Christ because he's given us that ability through the relationship with the Christ. So can I ask, Barbara Rose, would you lead us in a communion reflection?
1: Yes, thank you. At the end of my meditation every morning, I ask for one word with energy that I can bring on the planet that day. And the word that came through for me and for all of us today is agape, the Greek word that St. John uses often in his gospel. And it represents the highest form of love. The love that persists no matter the circumstances. Selfless, sacrificial love. The highest, most benevolent love. This is the love that Jesus had for his father, for his disciples, and for all of us. This is the love we celebrate today on Good Friday. And as we witness and embrace this agape, we become able to give it to others and to receive it from others. The God who is love, who loved all of us into existence, invites us to love as God loves. Receiving love that is based solely on the love of the giver is something we all appreciate. And there is something in each of us that cannot be satisfied with purely natural love. So I'm going to read some of the words in John's gospel that Jesus spoke to his disciples on Holy Thursday, the night before he went to his death. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I solemnly assure you, unless the grain of wheat Falls to the earth and dies it remains just a grain of wheat but if it dies it produces much fruit the light is among you only a little longer walk while you still have it or darkness will overcome you the one who walks in the dark does not know where he or she is going while you have the light keep faith in the light and you will become sons and daughters of the light do not let your hearts be troubled have faith in God and faith in me in my father's house there are many dwelling places otherwise how could I have told you that I was going to prepare a place for you I am indeed going to prepare a place for you. And then I shall come back to take you with me, that where I am, you also may be. You know the way that leads where I go. Lord, said Thomas, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father also. From this point on, you have seen him. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but should have eternal life. So love one another as I have loved you. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And St. Paul said in one of his letters to the Corinthians, let all that you do be done in love. Wow,
0: such a beautiful reflection of all of us being have beings of light. We're light carriers thank you Barbara Rose for these beautiful expressions of love you can just feel the presence within us and around us as it blesses the homes the neighborhoods our nations the world let there be light and so it is So as the Father releases the ministering angels in each of us, delivering, healing, restoring, renewing, bringing the passion of Christ, the love of Christ into our homes, into our bodies, into our relationships, into our workplace, all is well, as the Master said. So as we have closing prayer, I believe Dana will lead us, I'll follow, but I just want to express Happy Good Friday. Thank you for joining us, and make sure to tune in on Sunday morning for our Easter celebration. So Dana, final closing, blessing.
2: Dear God Almighty, the one that is, the one that's inside, the one that leads us everywhere, we feel you right now in our rooms in our houses, and our homes. We feel your support now. This is a day of blessing. For your prayer, for the direction of Jesus' teachings and guidance, you forgive us of our offenses as we forgive our offenders. We now offer you all of our fears as they are offenses to you, their choices to turn away. We put these on a platter and we offer them up to you. Take these fears from us now, dear God. Allow us to surrender to you Allow us to be the true light of who you are now in these times. Hold us in your grace. We also take all the judgments, the admonishments of our government, of the virus, of the fear of loss and life that others are creating around us, the fear of another on our path, and we forgive all these things as we know they are just part of the game and plan that you've directed us through. We offer these up to you as well, that we become clean and open vessels to receive your grace. Amen. Amen.
0: May the fruit of every word spoken be done unto you according to thy word, O Lord, according to our decree, You have given us favor kindness, mercy, forgiveness, reconciliation, and most of all, your adoring love as sons and daughters of the living God. Thank you for blessing our family. Thank you for healing our bodies. Thank you for reconciling our differences that we might see clearly what you see, which is a healthy body which is a happiness in our hearts that we see beyond, which is the riches of glory to bless our children, our families, our households, those in the infirmities, the hospitals, the jails. Thank you, God, for your ministering angels who are assisting the doctors, the nurses, the caregivers, all those who, and for all those setting up hospitals around the world. We give you thanks and praise. And we bless this holy gathering in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us, everyone. May you have a happy, beautiful weekend of grace. Thank you, Dana, Bobby, Barbara Rose, and Kathy for joining us. May you experience peace that passes all understanding. God bless you.